This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. So once again, Baruch Hashem, we're Zohar to, to host the Lapiansky Yashlita in our base Medrash. Um, aside from the tremendous Akarzato for the wonderful Tamid that we received from the Silver Spring over the years and those who have gone back to the yeshiva and are continuing to stay there. But the truth is that Lopiansky has become a figure that um, is much larger than the, you know, the physical confinement of Silver Spring. Uh, many of us have benefited from the from the Svarim that's afloat around the base Medrash and libraries throughout the world, the various Ashiram that are available online. And um, as, as always, when we're here in yeshiva, the chance that we have to, to get exposure to the, the leaders of Klai Yisrael, to people that are being mashpi and making a difference is something that we should be valuing um, ourselves. And as such, it really is a very big simcha that we have you know, the chance to be able to hear um, Torah from somebody that um, we all look up to and, and recognize. Also, once again, to Nukavu, the Torah, to Rolodopianti. nice being in such a serious market where people really build themselves up and become their tire are built up and become their tire and I can wish more and more but all the Talmudian vows that have gone here have been extremely much Talmudian from here that have come to us we, we feel we get a very solid base for Bacha growing Vita so it just be, it wish a lot of more Atzlacha Be'ez Hashem um, you have Mishpatim has in itself, it comes right after Martin Taira, and there's also an added knage, there's an added nuance of Talmud Taira in the entire parasha. Rashi says he brings the Mechilta, Ashetosim Lifnehem, so he says, I'm like Kodesh Baruch Lomoyesha, Loitala Maybe I'll teach him over the Perik and the Halacha two or three times until they know it. And I won't explain to them the Tami Advar. It has to be given with the time Kishulchen Ha'aruch Umuchan Lechni Adam. So it doesn't say, in other words, the time Advarim themselves are very important, obviously, to know, but the muscle of a Shulchan Aruch, I can understand you want to make it tasty, you want to make it sweet. You know, is something, uh, an expression of how sweet Torah is uh, it's Mesukah you know it, 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 those would be a way to express of how much time you would give it Shulchan Aruch means something more um, it doesn't, it's not talking about time, there's another quality here that's being said it also um the the um the so 
So what else are we adding over here? So they know it. The, the, um, it seems as if it's the time of the, of the Dover, but what, what is it adding overall in the halach over here? So I want to compare it to another place where you have a, a similar Maimah Chazal. It says by, uh, in Azinu and in Zosebrocha, <coughs> it says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu Meshra Rabbeinu Aleil Harabar Mazer You'll go and see Eretz Knan. Um, in the end, it says, Hashem Ephraim, and so on. So, the Alkut Shimoni brings over here that B'Shem Rebakiva, that Hereu Kolar Yisrael, Keshulchen Ha'aruch. Same exact uh, phrase. He showed it to him like a Shulchen Ha'aruch. And I think it says Washington that they looked into all the Chedre Eretz Yisrael, something along that, uh, those lines. But the same phrase, Shulchen Ha'aruch. Over there, it's very, very hard to understand what the word exactly Shulchen Ha'aruch It doesn't mean tam. It's not, it's not implying taste in food, it's implying something else. So I, I'd like to um, understand it with, with the introduction that Ramchal gives to Derech Hashem. He starts, Derech Hashem is Ramchal's fundamental safer on Hashkafa. Mesil Sharm is his fundamental safer on Avodah Hashem. Derech Hashem is his fundamental safer on Hashkafa. And he, and he makes a point in the introduction about the safer that it may very well be that a person does not find any particular point of Chiddush in a Sefer. That's the way he says. So what's the purpose of the Sefer? He says that every single item is understood in its own right, and it's also understood as part of a larger structure. And understanding it as part of a larger structure is something that adds so much more meaning to each piece. <coughs> so if somebody were to ask him, what's that over there? It's a copper wire. It's a piece of copper. Diameter is, 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 is uh, an eighth of an inch, and its length is this and that. Okay, it's true. I described the item to you, but I didn't describe it to you. It, it's a wire that connects this with this, and therefore it has the lights or, or the actish or whatever it is. So understanding how what the big structure looks like and how each piece is part of that structure is something that adds a lot more meaning to each piece. And therefore, he says, Hashem, which is a masterpiece of structure, it's an outline of everything in the world. And what HaKadosh Baruch wants in this world, the different Nivrayim and, and how they realize it, Malachim and Shadim and, 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 and these kochos and those kochos and these mitzvahs and those mitzvahs. Everything is outlined and that's what Derech Hashem is. So he says, and he writes that the mind rebels against a senseless mass of information. It's one of the tricks, one of the mnemonic devices for people who want to memorize, let's say, a list of things like a grocery list that you build a story that includes all the pieces inside. It, it's 
when you when you say this, I want to make an apple cake. It's much easier to stand in, in the grocery and and take the ingredients. When you just have a, a mindless list of oil and sugar and apples and this and that, it's hard to remember. People, we, we need to have the flour and and get all the pieces. So um, what so what Ramchal is saying is that the um, the, there's a cloud that, that it's the structure and each piece that fits into it. When we look f- for a reason, for a time, let's, let's give an example. A person has um, a business and a lot, of, a lot goes into it. Um, what type of merchandise I buy, how I display it, um, where do I get investors, who sells stuff, a lot of things. So if I ask a person, what's the reason that your store has a certain decor? What's the reason why you have certain brand merchandise? So if the person is an astute business person, he has, the bottom line is making a lot of money. That's always the bottom line of business. Now the question is how I will cater to an upscale market. If it's an upscale market, there's a certain place it needs to be. Certain brands need to be sold. A certain type of field need to be selling. If I want to run a bargain basement and make a lot of money there, it needs to be in a different location, different type of people, different type of merchandise, and so on. So the reason, all of the reasons, when I, when I ask somebody what's the reason for something, that's really the connection to the guiding principle. The connection to the root is the reason for each particular. So why do you have such fancy people selling? Because it's upscale merchandise, upscale people, and that's what I'm doing. So I need this type of person to sell it. When we talk about Tamiya Torah, if, if, if Torah is, is a conglomeration of odds and ends, and each thing has a reason, and that doesn't match the other one, then you're talking about something with no structure, which is something that has no chachmetit, which is mindless. But when I understand the, like the, the, the Ramchal pictures it, there's, there's a, 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 a tree, and there's a point that everything is coming to, and everything comes from that. So the reason for each particular mitzvah is linked to that reason. It could be linked to a step before that reason, and so on. The Rambam in Moravuchim gives a lot of time on mitzvahs. The Rambam's point is, that all mitzvahs express a belief in Achtas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and, and he paints, and, 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 he, and he does it that, the, the way he does it, his Mahalach on the time of mitzvahs, because it's going in that focal point. That's the focal point. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Meishu Rabbeinu, you're not only to tell them the mitzvahs. The Tamadvarim is not just the reason why to do it, it's, it's how it connects to the bigger picture. And that's, that's the Haggadah of Shulchan Ha'aruch. When a person eats, a, 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 a person can be sitting, and, I, and, and we can feed the person exactly what's going to be in the meal. But piece by piece, here's a piece of chicken, here's a potato, here's this and that, there's a whole different satisfaction in seeing the Shulchan Ha'aruch. Because a shulchan aruch gives you a sense of the meal. Potatoes is good, meat is good, apples are good, oranges is good, but 
th- those are random items. But when it's laid out, it, it forms a certain whole. A, a, a person who, who knows how to present a shulchan aruch means it's laid out. That's the pshat in over here and at Yisrael. At Yisrael is the place of Hakadosh Baruch Hu is kedusha in this world. Every makom in at Yisrael has its nekudas kedusha, and that's why different shvatim have different makomos. Somebody wrote a sefer with every city. You know, the big cities mentioned in in Tanakh, and all the chazal associated with each city, and all the um, and all the different inyanim. It, it, it's, it's very beautiful. I, I, I forgot the name of it, but it's 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 something which shows the yichud of each place. Moshe Rabbeinu, since he's killed all the Klal Yisrael, he saw the entire Yisrael to Shulchan Aruch. He saw all the pieces of Yisrael come together and understand the big picture. It says in um, Bahar, it says, you know, why does it say Bahar Sinai? It's just like all the Klolom, and has Sinai, all the Pratim and Klolom were given. Rashi says that, you know, just like Harsin, just like the Torah is enumerating over there all the halachas of Shemitah and so on, this was all given in Sinai. So the Pratim we understand, but what's the Klolom all about? The answer is, Klolom, even if you have all the Pratim, even if I know every single detail, if I don't understand the cloud, then I'm missing a real understanding. Because I don't understand the big picture. Yes, this is a big box with wires and, and tubes and stuff like that. But what does it add up to? If I don't understand what it is up to, then, then each piece is, 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 not, is not worthy. It's when you put them all together that you see the big picture. So, the Chiv of Talmud Torah includes, the Chiv of, of teaching Torah includes, um, being able to tosim lifnehem keshoharuch to present a, ta- a, a, a table set up so that you get the picture of the whole suda, not just what's in your mouth at that particular time. Baruch Hashem, this is a year yezeich to be yeshiva. Years that you yezeich to be yeshiva, and I think trying to understand what do we get out of being in yeshiva, this kufa, of our lives. So obviously, there's a lot of skills we catch up on, there's a lot of um, learning we do, and those are very, very important things. But I think a much, a much more clolistic thing, that a little less tangible, that we gain in yeshiva is twofold. First of all, we, got a, we get a much bigger sense of learning. Where, where until now it's been touching words, repeating statements, getting down a, 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 a sentence and a connection, being able to see a sugya, being able to see an entire sugya so that all the pieces <coughs> fall into something and they create a lot more than a particular kasha or a particular line or something like that. That's, that's a type of a depth of learning that is only you can only get it <coughs> in an environment that's that's kolatayra, and that and that's what you're doing. It's it's the difference between tamatayra without shoharach and tamatayra with shoharach. That's one very important part, and it's probably a reason why so many 
so many people begin to get a geschmack in learning in this kufa because you begin to see things first you mature and you're in an environment that has enough learning that allows to see a bigger picture of a sugya. Secondly, a bigger picture of Yiddishkeit. Yiddishkeit is not a collection of do's and don'ts. The Tama Dvarim is not just this you can't do because of this reason. This you can't do this reason. This you can't do this reason. When we ask ourselves, a person who looks majestic, what, is, what makes him look majestic? Well, it's a gestalt. It's an entire person. Adam is B'tzalmo Lekim. B'tzalmo Lekim includes a, a whole picture. A person whose thoughts are profound, whose concerns are around, not for himself. It includes many different aspects. A Torah person is someone that has a bigger picture of life and a bigger picture of himself. Um, that's something that is um, acquired, a sense of it in yeshiva. It's so much of how, how much Yiddishkeit is part of our lives has to do not with particular adherence to particular mitzvahs. The, the, the adherence to particular mitzvahs are a result of a mindset. What do I see what do I see as my perfection? What do I see as Adam? What do I see a person should be? That's something that is when you get a, a, a shulchan aruch, you, you get a set table, you get a complete picture. The type of an environment of kulatayra and, and at Yisrael is something that allows for it. And Be'ezus Hashem, use the year well and, and build that picture, that, that type of, of Surish Lema. And, and uh, it, 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 it's, it's everything, it's, it won't make a difference in one thing or two things or three things. It makes a difference in the entirety of things as opposed to just particular details. She will have that for the session. Yeah. You don't have any particular questions about the Shmuel's also about uh, anything out there that we're going to be gracious enough to deal with anybody else. Um, what are the reasons uh, for one to wear a white shirt? <laughs> um, so let's speak in general about the yeshi- about the uh, yesh- what's called the yeshiva dress and yeshivas. Where does it come from? Um, one of the let's talk a minute about people. People make a comment. What's the difference? What I wear? It's the person, <coughs> not the clothing. I've, I've heard that expressed many times. So let's ask ourselves a question. You have a lot of money that came your way, and you need to invest it. Somebody was left you a Yerusha of a few million dollars. And someone said, this fellow advertised a financial broker. You walk in, and he's sitting in a, in a swimsuit and a t-shirt. It could be he's a brilliant financial investor, but it doesn't, it doesn't sit right. Something about the addict doesn't express it. A judge in court is expected to look a certain way. Why can't he come with an old pair of jeans and, and a polo shirt? Because a person makes a statement about himself. The reason why a person wants to dress casually because he wants to act casually. The reason why a person wants to present himself formally is because he feels I have a responsibility, I have to live up to a certain 
we dress as an expression of our image, our self-image. The, the Olam HaYeshivas has traditionally dressed in, in the formal Mechubedika dress of a society. Hats used to be what Mechubedika people wore. Um, I think Kennedy was the first one, who, first president who didn't have a hat. He had hair. He was the first one to have hair, so so he didn't, <laughs> he didn't, didn't wear a hat. But um, you wear a, a, in the Israeli Knesset. There was no dress code. They enforced the dress code. You have to wear a jacket, a shirt. They, people would come in with whatever. <laughs> I'm serious. And 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 the reason was because they realized you act like a fisherman, and you speak like a fisherman, if you're dressed like a fisherman. And if you're wearing this, y- your mode is different. I, I, I'm mechubedik. I'm, I'm I have to talk mechubedik. So yeshiva dress was meant to impress. So a white shirt being that that's mechubedik, that's become sort of... So it's an expression of nechbadus and seriousness for yourself and projecting to the other and projecting a, a group line. That That's where the dress code comes from. Yes? If, if there's a conflict between something being Adam Ramakam and being Adam Mechavero, how does a person know which one, I guess, to, to do? A little more specific. Just, you mean a person has two mitzvahs to do, being Adam Mechavero and Adam Mechavero? So I, I'll, I'll give a ge- yeah. I'll gi- I want to say it's like a mitzvah, but like uh, just so, so so I, I want to give uh, um, I guess it's a rule of the thumb. That's a very good rule of the thumb. The Vilna Gaon says it. So I, it says by Rus that if, if by Nomi saw that Rus was vataraki misametzes hilaleches ito. You know she had told her two daughters was kinderlach. Don't come with me. You have nothing to, to, to look forward to in Israel. Stay in Moab. You're comfortable. You're doing well. And this and that. So Arpa took her advice. Ruth said, no, I'm going. So it says in the positive, and she saw that she's struggling to go with her, and she, 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 she let her come with her. The Pashat Shavn the Pasuk is, she felt bad. She's really trying hard. She wants to come with me. I'm not going to, I can't discourage her. The Gros says like this, he says, if a person doesn't, a person has a decision to make, and he doesn't know, is it the right thing or not the right thing? Is it it's a her that's pushing him, or it's a tov that's pushing So the gross says, our default setting is chomri. We're, 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 we're flesh and blood. It takes the neshama, it's a tov, the neshama, to overpower it. If a person wants to do something and he has no misgivings and no struggle, then he needs to be suspicious. So a person has a chance to learn an seder or to help somebody. If his impulse is, I want to help the guy, he has to ask himself, maybe there's a, it's a lot of fun to help this guy. If his impulse is, I'm going to sit and say, how can I go help? It's probably not so bishmak to help this person. So, uh, 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 and, uh, so sometimes there's a technical halacha, if but, but if take away the halacha consideration, let's say halacha consideration are moot in this point, whatever it is, a person needs to always be suspicious when he, when he, when he has an incredible 
desire to do a certain mitzvah, he needs to ask himself, maybe it's not the mitzvah that's pushing me. Maybe something else. And it could be a person wants to fast a tiniest and be up all night, and he's gung-ho about it. Maybe because like, it's, a, it's, a, it's a natural thing. Maybe it's because everyone else is doing it. You have to be able to understand that things that a person is very gung-ho about, he needs to be suspicious what's really driving the engine. So I, I would say as a rule of thumb, whenever... So again, there are halal considerations. You can ask a shayla in a specific case. But if it's not, and you have your choice, uh, usually um, the thing that you really are gung-ho about doing, you need to question why is it he's so gung-ho about doing it. Yes? that understanding is gained from living it. This is, this is a time in life when 24-7 you're living Yiddishkeit. You're, you're, you're davening or you're learning or taking care of your needs, you know, whether playing or whatever, whatever you need to do. But there's a certain sense that you're cold cooler in it. What does a davening look like when you can be totally in it? What does learning look like? It, gives, it, it may not be able to express it in words, but you gain intuitively a sense of it that, that no matter how much you would preach about it or talk about it, you have it. It's like I can describe to a person all day long what a certain job entails, but until you don't get your hands dirty and do it, you don't really know it. So, so I think that the most important thing is you gain a certain sense of how you live a life that's collateral. As you move on in life, you have to compromise. You have a job, you have kids, you have a wife, you have society, but, but you're coming from a place where you've got what the picture's like. People who become from and never went to yeshiva struggle a lot because it's a lot of different mitzvahs that the rabbi said you've got to do and that you can't do. But they never were able to feel. So I'm talking more about an intuitive feel than an explanation. Yes? Um, if you have a friend or relative who's Planning to go next year to like a not Malcolm Torah. Any advice on like how to help them? It's an application form for Yeshua. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think if, if if a person has the right words to explain um, why it, it's it's so much better to be in a place that's a Malcolm Torah and and so on, then then you can use them. So it's it, it really depends on your relationship with the person. And, and how well you can express yourself. Talking to a person uh, about how, you know, how important to stay connected with Torah is, and so on, it, it is a way to do it. But people are limited. There's a difference between peer-to-peer, there's a difference between a Rebbe to, to a Talmud. Sometimes this is more effective, sometimes peer-to-peer is more effective. Um, but yes, you can, you can discuss what it means that a person is mechubra to Torah. Yeah. Um, so, what's what's the difference between like, what's the definition of like a, a chumrah? Like, like what is my focus? 
and and like sometimes we say that we passing like one shita, there's no point in like even doing like the other shita. It's just like weird or like nobody does whatever. So we pass like this. That's our halacha. Versus like a humra where like we want to be hoshit all the shitas or or uh, some like yeah. So what's the definition of humra versus that? So, um, a few points. First of all, when a person, one of the advantages, like we were talking about what you pick up in yeshiva, seeing the big picture, when a person learns to learn a sugya, see, take, when a person never learned to yeshiva, so this rabbi said this, this rabbi said that, the other rabbi said the other thing, oh, I'm baffled. I, I don't know, so which rabbi do I trust? And so on. When you learn, when you get a feel for a sugya, and you get a feel for different shitas and how you paskin, and, and which shita is a big chiddush, which shita is a very accepted shita, and so on. So there is a halachic um, <coughs> sense that you can pick up to get a feel for, is this a shash rochok? Is this something that yesh malach shosh, and so on. One. Two. If you're part of a tzibur, um, so the marshal, if, if you're chiddush yid, and, the makbed, and, and your tzibur is makbed on gado, you should be makbed as well. The tzibur's hanhagis are mechayev yachid. That's the second factor to consider. So at some point, a person needs to ask himself, what tzibur I belong to, and the male of the things that they do as a rule, v'derkal is mechayev the person. And finally, um, on a thing that's... A, a person should have a wise muscle. People can have a Yitzhar to be Makel because we have a Yitzhar to be Makel. We can have a Yitzhar to be Machmeh. A person is, is, has, is OCD. A person has uncertainties. A person likes to display. It's very hard. Having a mentor who can correct you when things are really, really embedded in, in your personal behavior is also important. The further, the further a person deviates from what is accepted in his tzibur, the more he has to answer himself, why? Am I really such a bigot side than other people? Am I trying to show something? Do I have a problem that I'm, I'm obsessive? It, it, if a person falls within the norms of that community, then a person, okay, this is right, this is appropriate, this will do. If a person strays away, a person has to ask himself, why? Why is it that I, I'm not, I don't want to keep the things everyone else is keeping? Am I allowed to? So these three factors, first of all, learning and understanding the halachic feel for what is something that a person ought to be chayshish, what's the midas chasidus, and what's really at the, at the edge. Two, finding a tziba that you belong to, defining the tziba you belong to, and going along with the, as the default settings what the tziba is nohek. And finally, a person, if he feels, or if not, if he has a mentor, a rebbe, who can tell him, you know, this is not. This is this for you is is too much or too little. That's th- those are those are three factors I think that are very helpful. Yes. Um, when it comes to specifically like Jewish music or even Jewish music, kind of like written in more of like a Jewish style, do we need to be choshesh for any kind of like underlying mentality? And like just be like harsh, but like I want that like in me, or it's like okay, it's like 
so I, I say the following. Um, on the one hand, the definite music is an expression of a person's emotions. It's a language, and it's a very elevated language, and it definitely has a certain as a person. Now, is it something that for us should be of such great concern? Depends on the person, depends on music. I once heard from Rev. Bullman, a kind of Racha, Bullman, he was a Shiva Sameach, he was an extraordinary person. It was, I think he spoke as a Tishbab Knight, maybe, and he, he, he quoted a Chazal. It says, Al-Naris Bavel, Shem Talinu we hung up our harps over there, and the Goyim asked us, Kishkeshul Lefanein, I think was the Lashon of the, of the Medrash, um, which, in the flow of it, means play for us, but the word Kishkesh is like a drum type of beat. He said, Yiddish music is on a violin. Goyish music on a drum. That was the way he, that's the way he expressed it. One is, uh, uh, one is to move the body, one is to move the soul. That, that was what he said a long time ago, but I remember that. It was kind of very insightful. So to say it's all us, sir, and this and that, hard to say, okay, Allah is that. To say that a person, it depends on the person's refinement. It's definitely a person should, should understand if a person has a feel for music, which music is raucous, which is, which is really kind of bringing out a sense of, of physicality, and which one has a certain depth to it and refinement. If it doesn't remind you of any erratic words or what is always, there's no technical issue for it, but it, it, depending on the person's level of feeling, it, it's, uh, it's, it, it makes a difference. I once um, read Eitan Katz, learned by us for a few years, and before he left, Kiddush, and, and he spoke, and he said he wants to dedicate his life to Torah music. He says, what's Torah music? He said, there's Ayin Panama Torah. There are 70 ways to explain each part of Torah. Music is one of those Panim of Torah. If the music is explaining the words, if the music is bringing out the words, then it's a Torah to Nigni. If not, it's not. That was the way he defined it. And, uh, I, I thought it was a very... If a person feels that the music is a Ruchnis sticker thing, it brings out some feel that's Ruchnis, then, it, then it's positive, no matter where it came from. If it's not, then it's not positive. So I, I guess I don't have enough of your music to pass it on the music, but, but that's the general guideline. Yeah? So, that's uh, your last question, and then just a follow-up based on the answer. Sure. Um, so, will there be a, there's no Yitzhahara when Mashiach comes, it's going to destroy, it's going to die, people won't have an inclination to do that? Depend, uh, a loss at level, or at some loss at level, yeah. So if that's the case, then how does how can you really grow in the Muslim Mashiach if there's nothing like pushing against you? Where's the like I accomplished something? Good question. So Very good question. So on the one hand it says Yomir Mashainli Bem Khaifitz, days that you don't really want. But if I can give you a muscle, imagine one person earned a lot of money, he got a Yerusha, and it's in the bank. He doesn't feel he earned it. A person worked very hard from scratch, and he built up a nice sum of capital, and now he, he invested it, and he bought other stuff. So even though the money is coming in, quote-unquote, 
um, without work, but it's all rooted in the original work. The fact that for 20 years, 25 years, I mushed it, I worked very hard, I put together all this money, and now I'm investing it, I, I still feel it's the fruit of my labor. So, Los Lovo, it'll be because of what we did now that, that things will happen. So it's not as if we'll have a feeling we just came into this world uh, with a silver spoon in our mouth, and that's it. We worked very hard, and now we see the fruit of it blossoming and blossoming and blossoming. It's like when people are zoho to have a few generations of children. Your own kids, you put a lot of work into. The next generation, Baruch Hashem, your kids do that. You, know, you have to be very nice grandparents, but... but and then the next generation, they do. But you still feel a tremendous nachas because it's a translation of all the effort that you put into your kid. So it's not as if you feel it's, it's someone else's. It, it, it's in a certain sense the, the years of effort that I put in that I'm reaping the, the, the fruits from. Yeah? First of all, just apropos, many years ago, there was a big tzaddik in Manchester, Revit Zeb Segal. May have, wait, we have somebody here? Yeah. You're a what? You're against? Huh? You're, you're related or? I'm more related, but. You're not related, but you're from Manchester. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so he was, he was a, an extraordinary tzaddik. He, 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 he was known. People would go there for El. Nothing would go there to be. He spoke in me Yeshiv once. He said a shmuz, and he said this chazal, Nov Ladam Shalom Nivra, and then he said, he translated it, and he said it would have been better for men not to create it. And then he, he, he got very like, no, 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 wrong translation. Noyach Ladam. It would have been easier, more comfortable for a person. Merbakvem, <coughs> more comfortable. Nish besser na merbakvem. We're more comfortable with creating. Um, and the point of this was, you can't say that Akash did something not a But what he's trying to say is that um, it, 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 it's, it is not easy when we create it. And I would like to supplemented with something. Reb, Reb Noach Weinberg used to always say that the biggest enemy to Yiddishkeit is comfort. And today it's become like, the way he talks about it's not in my comfort zone. I'm not comfortable doing it. Yeah, that's why you should do it. That's why you should roll up your sleeves and do it. Noahodam um, means this is a world where we're put into this world to sweat and accomplish Accomplishment in this world is taking the gifts that Kachbar gave us and realizing them. So, had we not been created, then then we wouldn't have to work. So, I think that in, in, in mind with what uh, Segal said, I think the right way of understanding it is that 
it's a world that will be good, but not comfortable. It's a world where working hard, which by definition is a comfortable means as is. Working hard means accomplishing. That's what we're going to have to do. I, I, in line with what he said, I would say. What, you want to ask something? Or? Yeah. Um, on the topic of like, like a Muna, when, when approaching it, should it be like completely based on a logical level of like a Muna? Or is there a point where you say, like, like I'm not going to understand everything, like I have to at some point rely on just like emotional or... <coughs> so I think um, it, it's an important topic because... Let's, let's take an example. We're taught, on the one hand, that everything should be logical, and science has become very logical, and that's why it's always had the truth, and so on and so forth. Let's take an example, probably the most important decision we'll make in our life. Who to marry? There are logical things. The person's personality, their outlook in life, many things that we need to clear with seichel. But ultimately, it's not seichel, but it's an intuition and a sense that this person is appropriate. You, and, and no matter, no one, you can't make those decisions. And uh, if somebody, if somebody meets a person a few times and says, I don't know, I just don't feel anything, you say, well, but, but on paper, it's the best shit possible. You must do it. On paper, it's logical. You can't tell me one good reason not. It, it, it's, 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 obviously, it's silly. Understanding HaKadosh Baruch Hu and everything about it, it's not a mathematical formula. Seichel can guide you there. It has to fit within Seichel. But Emunah itself <coughs> is a connection. It, it has certain intuition. The word Emunah means to trust, like Ish Emunim, like Ish You trust somebody, there are logical factors, if the person has always been honest in returning stuff, and when he didn't return something, he was honest in explaining what happened with it. But at the end of the day, <coughs> you need to feel, because Paul gave us also another sense where you feel that this is, is, is trustworthy. And Muna will never, ever be a logical argument alone. Logic helps to hone in on it, home in on it, but it's not going to be it. So, it's a combination of understanding and living it that makes you feel this is Emmett. Yeah? Um, like what, how do we look at Bitachon? Is it that when I have Bitachon, like, Geshem will like, provide like, like my, whatever, what we need and, like, and like, we should expect like Geshem will give it to us? Or is it like, you know, and you'll get it? Or is it more like, whatever Geshem does is for the best, you might not get it, but if, if I don't get it, then that's for the best. So Bitachon, wait, Ramchal especially it describes it. It's Akarish Hashkacha. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is leading us through life to become the sh- to, to achieve the Shlemus we're meant to achieve. We don't have any really good idea of what that is. We know what type of things. Some people will have this brilliant, brilliant mind and they're going to have to learn doubly hard because it's so brilliant and despite the fact that they could have a more lucrative career someplace else. Somebody might have a very difficult time understanding, and his task in life is to work really hard, not give up, and, and to keep doing what he can. So the Bitochen is the knowledge 
It's not hefker. I, I wasn't just tossed in and by flip of a coin, I'm, I'm being met with this problem, this problem, the other problem. It's, it's a Kurdish broker who's guiding. And therefore, there's a sense of it's not for naught. If a person is going through difficult times, then the idea that it's just because a statistic that one out of a hundred people this and one out of a thousand is that is extremely disheartening. But understanding there was just recently there was somebody put to death in Arkansas and um, there was a whole lot of about the, the, whatever they used, the, the, the gas they used and so on. But there was an article that just caught my attention about this person was an atheist. So the state in doing its due duty had an atheist chaplain for him. <laughs> and they were, they were working, I'm serious, it's, it's, it's a New York Times article, you can read it, and they were working for months to figure out, is, can an atheist also find meaning in life and death or not? But that's an incredible statement. It means that I'm an accident, I have no purpose, and I'm going no place. I, I think in the worst way possible, a person can't live like that. I mean, it, part of the article was if he was happy with, that, with the last chicken dinner or not. The, the, it, it was mind-boggling how, and, and they were struggling to find, because down deep inside, that we spoke about Amuna, down deep inside, there's not a single person that believes that he's an accident. If I'm an accident, then why can't you kill an accident? It, 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 the, the person that came to this world with no meaning by nobody, and is nothing, and is going nowhere. So what value is it to that? And, and, and the, the, so understanding in a, in a deeper sense, so bitachon means a Kaddish Baruch Hu said, I need to exist, and I have a life to follow, and I have to do my part, and he keeps on giving feedback, and, and moving me to the direction I need to move. That's what's up. So the difference between life that's difficult to life that's not meaningful is a yama part. That's what we're talking about. Yeah? Is it healthy for like a person to go looking for like different evidence of a shem or proofs? So I, I would say in general not unless the person... So that a person keeps reading things that are mechazek emuna is good. That a person who himself, let's say a person came from a background where emuna wasn't obvious, and he needs this good. It's, it's always like, it's like the question, I, I gave a, a, a marshal, it's like a marriage. If a person has a difficult marriage, identifying what the issues are are very important. Being frank and with a person who knows how to guide. A person who has a good marriage, a happy marriage, to ask himself, maybe I'm not as happy as I think, he certainly will not be as happy as he thinks. That, that, that's, it's a guarantee to destroy a relationship. But for no reason, just the mind playing games on you. So, if a person, you know, a person gets that mindset, but how do I know, but how do I know, but how do I know, then you don't know anything. How do I know, how do I can trust him? How do I can trust her? How do I know this? How do I know this? So, so if a person reads things that are written by my minim, that are serious and honest, and it's mechazek emuna, then by all means. But if a person is just as an exercise kind of playing with it, then then then, then what's the other side of it? Yeah. How can one practically, while being in yeshiva and focusing on the side of what he's learning and growth, improve 
is a mindset of Ahas Yisrael and appreciation for those around us. So, I think you're raising a very good point, and, and I would say the following. It says when Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu just went out, and he saw Besiblis Echab, he saw his brother suffering. And I ever said that's wonderful. You see how the goal Yisrael has to care about us. But one second. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't grow up with these people. They, they, to him, they were almost strangers. But he understood and knew that since his brother has not chayas. When we build ourselves with our middles, then obviously Israel becomes part of it. I'm an achroi. I'm responsible. I don't ask for myself. A yeshiva is supposed to build a person's core middles so that when we engage in reaching out to other people, it's not just nice, but it's coming from a very deep place of understanding what is a person all about. So when I have to give time and money, and, and, and it's, it's, it, there, there's no one that gives as much stock as the Haredi community in incredible amounts from community. Because once we understand what Adam is, and Tafkidah and Tafsadah, then, then we, can, we can do that also. So a certain level of, when a person learns the most like learns most of other things, learning about everybody else, and understanding their sorrow, their suffering, is, 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 is part of it. But the active part of it is very much um, starts if the person's yesod is true, then his, then his reaching out, leharaya. L- let's take another area. Achenu Bnei Yisrael, 90% of them have zero understanding of the heritage. Klum. And they disappear, disintegrate, evaporate. It's incredible. The people who do the most are people who learned in yeshivas and spent years here, learning in places like here. When they, when, when they came, when the time came, they, they spent their life in, in all sorts of places sacrificing to bring back people to, 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 to their shorish. So, so from the Shoresh of Machavasi Balami, who am I and what am I supposed to do? Amos Yisrael is, 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 should grow from that Shoresh. That, that's why we start with Yeshiva and then we, and then we go into that. Maybe one more question? Or part of Amos Yisrael should go for lunch and time, so that's it. Yes? What does the Yeshiva think about having a beard? Having what? Having a beard. I didn't have one as a Bach and I didn't want to a man. So I would say the same, the same answer that we spoke before. In things that have no clear halachic, you know, it, it, it's either way, uh, um, going with a tzibur that you identify with is important because it means A, you don't have a tzibur, and B, it's not a personal quirk. So if you're in a tzibur, if you're in a chsid where wearing beards is it has to be, that's the right thing to do, then somebody shaving is really, really, is really asking a question, where's he going, what's happening? If somebody is in an environment where everybody, where nobody has a beard, and he's wearing a beard, he has to ask himself, what's driving me? What's motivating me? Uh, are there any other areas I feel to look different? If it's a place where some grow, some don't grow, it's not a big deal, so it's not a big deal. 
I think here it's a good rule of the thumb is for say Ami Anuchi Yeshevus. I want to tell you something. Rabbi Chaim Levitz was fast, very fast. He's my Rebbe in Meir with Rashiva. He himself was an extraordinary person. His asmada was crazy asmada when he was young. Well, I remember he was, he was old, he wasn't well. But his asmada as well was crazy. But he very, very much, um, he very much stressed fooling with the tzibur. And, and therefore people did things that were, that were extraordinary to, you know, once it passed a certain point, he was very strong against it. In many different areas. And a, a saying they would say in the mirror, both in terms of hanhagis and in terms of learning, was I'll say it in Yiddish because that's what it was said. I'll say it again. I'm a gate of a gleicher mensch. I'm a gate of a gleicher veg trefbezafik menschen, which means when you're going on a straight highway, you'll see a lot of other people. So if a person is walks down to the kvish echad, you'll see always a lot of cars, a lot of people. Obviously, the road is going someplace important, and that's where it's good to go. If you walk in the other direction, and you go to a road nobody's going there, one second, maybe <coughs> this is the wrong road going to someplace I don't want to go to. Um, so in Hanhaga, there's a certain element of my default setting should be the tzibur. And a learner is also like that. When a person's approach to sugi was similar to other people, if it was radically different, you had to prove that you were right. The onus of proof was, was, was on you. It's a, it's a good, in, in general, so if, if it's a type of thing that some do, some don't, so, so that's what it is. It's a matter of choice. If it's something where you're the one that's the exception, you have to ask yourself, do I really look so good in a beard that I need to wear a beard, or is it, or, or something else? So uh, that's, a, that, that's a question you need to ask yourself. Okay, it's very, very nice being here, Baruch Hashem, and uh, a lot of other <laughs>